Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 167 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here again to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And Carly, how have you been? Uh, Did you have a festive holiday? Yes, I had a festive and relaxing holiday. I didn't work at all. I used the time to purge my life of stuff that I didn't need. It was really hard because it's, I don't like getting rid of all like the keepsake, you know, like the Epcot festival little pamphlets. So I keep those in like protectors, but I'm trying to really just like not be a low key hoarder. And it's like, I have so much stuff tucked away, but I got rid of so much stuff. So it was not a restful weekend, but it was very productive in my feng shui of life. That that does sound very uh, zen, very cleansing. Yeah, uh, really you can is. see my background. You you know, low-key hoarder <laughs> when it comes to theme park things. I, I am not going to cast any stones. No, uh, I will say hard. that we did go antiquing after our uh, big Thanksgiving dinner and... Uh, I came back with some more ephemera. Uh, I I can't resist old like postcards and resort Same. maps from mm-hmm. Disney, from especially from like the late '80s uh, through the mid '90s. Um, so yeah, uh, my 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 filing cabinet behind me might have uh, gotten a few more <laughs> additions this weekend. I support that fully. I found some <laughs> really crazy things. I found an opening of City Walk pamphlet that I have wrapped up. In, I'm very good with like keeping things by pristine. So I keep them in sheet protectors or in like little plastic baggies. I also found paper tickets to Nickelodeon Studios. Uh. Um, like a 2000 ish taping of Slime Time Live. So oh, it was wow. really fun to look through all that stuff. Obviously, I'm not getting rid of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Away, but... you, you, can't, you can't downsize too much. Come on. <laughs> No, no, I, I just think in like 30 years, I can open up my little museum and it's going to be all this random crap that we have <laughs> stocked away. So I can't miss that opportunity. All right, I, I will help you curate that. Yes, uh, we'll combine forces. <laughs> yeah. uh, that sounds great. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I got to visit um, Disney's Hollywood Studios uh, two days before Thanksgiving, one of the busiest days of the year. And uh, all I can say is to anyone who's visiting a Disney theme park uh, during the peak season these days, thoughts and prayers. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I paid for the Lightning Lane and the Genie Plus, and it was pretty much the only attractions we were able to do that day. Um, uh, look for the shows. That's my advice. If you're stuck there on a really busy day. Uh, hit the shows because you've got a lot better chance of getting into like the, you know the Indiana Jones show or the Beauty and the Beast, the Frozen. Uh, then it, that's a lot easier than waiting three hours in line for Rise of the Resistance. So oh, it, it sounds honestly like torture. I mean, I know that these these are like bucket list trips that people this, are going on right now, but I mean, it's just like thoughts and prayers because yeah, yeah, there's really yeah. nothing to do. It's just busy right now. Traveling is tough. Flights are tough. So it's like. Pack your patience yep. or really don't go. It's yep. kind of like the only thing I could say. <laughs> well, uh, on that happy yeah. note, I think it's time <laughs> for us to launch into the news in the queue. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of spending the holidays at a Disney theme park, we are going to kick off with a three-pack of Disneyland Resort news, starting off with holiday happenings in downtown Disney at the Disneyland Resort, which are now in full swing. Festive decor, shopping, treats, and others uh, going on through the new year. Yeah, I love this as an option if you are visiting Anaheim and you don't want to buy park tickets for every day. There's really so much you could do between downtown Disney, resort hopping, Trader Sam's, resort dining. And I like that the festival foods aren't just in the park. So basically at downtown mm -hmm. Disney, without having any park admission, you could try and feel like you're a part of the festivities. They have 25 different seasonal food and drinks. And one of my favorites each season is trying the wacky flavors from salt and straw. So that's the ice cream place from the Pacific Northwest that has a location at downtown Disney. They've done turkey ice cream, which was oddly really good. And now this year they're doing a gingerbread cookie dough, mm -hmm. peppermint ice cream. So you can really get, you know, in that festive mood without necessarily going into the parks. Yeah. Uh, and if you maybe need something a little stronger than ice cream to help you yeah. cope with the crowds, uh, Head on over to uh, Catalan Uva. This is sadly going to be the last Christmas right. when you can visit Catalan Uva because they are being converted into a new concept. Uh, and Uva Bar especially was always one of my favorite spots for people yes. watching. Uh, so you can toast uh, farewell to them with a mistletoe mule, which is uh, vodka, cranberry, lime juice, and ginger beer with a sugared cranberry garnish. Uh, and Tortilla Joe's right across the way has got a candy cane Rita uh tequila and peppermint schnapps i'm sure that will taste just as good coming back up as it did going down oh uh. <laughs> and then uh disney festival of the holidays which is the uh holiday themed festival inside california adventure they mm. also extend some of the fun into downtown disney so again you don't need a park ticket and you can still try some things from the festival what sounds interesting to me is this tiki masala pizza oh yes that's oh, over that at naples restaurante yeah. and bar um, and they've also got a dolce de leche tamale Ooh. at uh, Tortilla Joe's. And these special menu items uh, go all the way through January 8th. Um, of course, if you got to do some holiday shopping, uh, Downtown Disney's got you set. Uh, everything from the World of Disney to the dress shop uh, to the Star Wars trading post. Um, I love the artwork in Wonderground, mm -hmm. if you want to send me anything. Um, but, uh, and I, I'm they they are teasing that they are uh, Hanukkah and Diwali and Kwanzaa items uh, available uh, in addition to just the Christmas stuff. So uh, we're always kind of starved for new uh, Hanukkah items uh, when it comes yes. to Disney Park merch. <laughs> very lacking, very very lacking. But yeah. they're working on it. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to make your own, uh, you don't want to spend some money. Um, they is there's actually a complimentary holiday crafts table uh, down the uh, near the downtown Disney stage uh, between 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. daily, so you can uh, make some garlands for yourself uh, and not spend anything. Yes, I love that. And of course, there's so much live performances downtown Disney, and it's mm -hmm. you know it's not as expansive as you know disney springs so it's like you can kind of hear that music flowing throughout it's kind of one main drag and they usually have that stage set up in front of the star wars trading post and they have really mm -hmm. awesome music yeah they're going to have <clears throat> on uh, fridays through sundays um now through christmas um from 5 30 p.m to 9 p.m uh there's going to be live 
uh, uh, musical groups on that stage. But you can also find like buskers and musicians all throughout the area. Uh, and uh, it really brings the area to life. Um, oh, finally, if you want to uh, not just uh, receive, but also give during this holiday season, uh, bring a toy to uh, Downtown Disney and drop it off for Disney's Ultimate Toy Drive. Uh, this supports the U.S. Marine Corps' uh, Toys for Tots. They've been doing this for decades. Um, so uh, you can find donation bins uh, near World of Disney and near the Star Wars Trading Post and also in the hotels. Um, so drop something off by December 12th. Yes. And then my personal favorite is seeing the holiday decor inside the resorts. My mm -hmm. favorite is the Grand Californian. Their lobby is stunning to begin with. If you haven't been, it's like Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Lodgey, mm -hmm. but they do an incredible gingerbread house display. And then what's really popular is their holiday cart. So they do this. Oh, yeah. Halloween and then also for Christmas and it's all the treats, you know, like the Mickey gingerbread cookies. They also make little baby shot glasses out of homemade waffles that are lined with chocolate and then you can get milk in it or if you want to get like mm -hmm. a alcoholic beverage, those are delicious. And it's just so beautiful. And then the pianist in there. So it's like a whole vibe. You can go there, relax. I, that little corner with the fireplace and the chairs oh. is one of my favorite spots on property, even when it isn't Christmas. Mm -hmm. And during the holidays, you know, sit there with some hot cocoa. Uh, just fantastic. The only thing that would be better than that would be uh, going to the uh, spa, the uh, yes. Tanaya Stone Spa, uh, and get a seasonal scrub, maybe some candy cane uh, foot treatment, uh, you know, a little... Uh, a uh, little massage with some fir tree uh, and eucalyptus. Uh, that would that would definitely help take away some of the holiday stress. Yes. Um, yeah. And as as you pointed out, uh, this is a great option uh, if you don't want to burn a park admission. Either it's a travel day, so you're only at the resort for half a day, or you need a break in between your park days. Um, it's a great idea. Or maybe <laughs> you didn't plan too well. Uh, and you showed up and couldn't get a, a right. uh, park reservation because it's a busy time of year. This is something uh, you can do uh, and get uh, some of the Disney spirit uh, without uh, having to buy a Genie Plus. I love it. Yeah. And I have to mention last month I went to Goofy's Kitchen for breakfast mm. uh, on a day where my annual Magic Key was blocked out. So we were doing all different you know, activities mm -hmm. around that were not involving the park. I haven't eaten there since before COVID. It was one of the best character dining experiences I ever had. The attention that the characters give you there was unbelievable. They spent so much time and it was busy. I mean, pretty much every table was mm packed uh and also the breakfast does like chicken fingers and mac and cheese if you don't want breakfasty items but mm. i highly recommend if you're gonna do a day not in the parks try that breakfast because it was a really good value and we saw so many characters you know i am so glad to hear you say that because you know i'd done some character meals on both coasts before covid yeah. and it had gotten to the point where it just felt like a machine like they're just sort of rushing you through it um, and, uh, I just, you know, a couple days ago did the, uh, Hollywood and dine with mm -hmm. Minnie Mouse at Disney's Hollywood studios. And I was impressed both the, the quality of the food I felt like was better than I remember from before. Right. Um, but also the characters really, uh, made the time to spend time with each and every table and the, the staggering of the rotation, the timing of it was, was really well done. And I felt like, uh, 
you know, it, it, I would rather spend the money on that meal than to spend the time in line waiting for a meet and greet with each of those characters. It was super personal. And I'm so yeah. glad to hear that because I'm not like a character dining person. And I was like, maybe I am. I don't think yep. I am. I just think it was a great experience. Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily do it on my own. Uh, but when you've got family, when you've got kids, uh, right. it's a it's a really great way to do it. Um, okay. Well, uh, Speaking of Disneyland holiday celebrations, right after New Year's, Disneyland launches into their Lunar New Year celebration, uh, which is going to run from January 20th through February 15th. Yeah, this is one of my favorite festivals. It's a little bit more low-key you know, than their food and wine festival. Of course, it is celebrating this year, the year of the cat, so the Vietnamese zodiac calendar, and the year of the rabbit in the Chinese zodiac calendar. And so in addition to the food boost and stuff, entertainment is a big part of this. They do a lovely parade across, you know, from Paradise Gardens all the way through Holiday Hollywood Land. And it's just, it's really nice. And the costumes are really, really unique. Yeah, and I'm excited to see uh, the return of Hurry Home, the Lunar New Year celebration pre-show before World of Color, because, you know, World of Color was down for a while. We had COVID. Um, so I haven't gotten a chance to see that uh, in quite a while. Um, and also something else coming back I'm looking forward to is Raya from Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, she got evicted from her meet and greet along uh, the uh, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail by uh, by the Halloween event, but uh, she's going to be back, uh, and that's a great little meet and greet. Oh, yes. That was really popular. Uh, I also like all the arts and crafts that they do. They really mm -hmm. do a good job at this, even with like their Dia de las Muertes festival. They really pull out the stops and it's some unique stuff that you can do with kind of like your entire family or, you know, mm -hmm. just you. Yeah, they they tuck in uh, meet and greets uh, with Mulan and Mushu and Mickey and Minnie, as well as uh, some festival arts and crafts. Uh, and educational displays kind of back in that uh, Paradise Gardens area. That kind of becomes the focus. Um, and then they've also got the marketplaces, uh, which sort of lead all the way around past um, the Little Mermaid ride. And this year there's two new ones, one called Bamboo Blessings, another one called Wrapped with Love. Uh, and they are joining the uh, returning locations. Uh, so there should be plenty to nosh on. Yes, and I'm curious. So last year, the lines were a bit of a cluster to get mm -hmm. some of the foods, and you were able to purchase from any of the booths at one booth and then go to the return line with the receipt. I'm not sure how that's going to play out this year. I'm definitely curious because it was really hard. Last year, yeah. I think I only got to try one thing. It was delicious. It was like a barbecue pork bun from the cappuccino cart. But I hope that they kind of figure out operational-wise yeah, because it's it's way different than, you know, like an Epcot festival, which I know the lines get long at Epcot, but it's like a system. So, yeah, I experienced a similar thing at the food and wine festival at uh, at California Adventure. Yeah. And it, it was interesting uh, for those people who knew how to work that system. Uh, it could actually save you a lot of time. Um, because there were like two lines, one to pay and one to pick up at every right. single booth. So you could cut out one of those lines if you knew what you were doing, but it wasn't well communicated uh, either with the employees or with the guests. Right. Um, and uh, this is one case where I wish there was a mobile order option. Um, so we'll we'll uh, we'll see how it goes this year. Um, 
but if you want uh, more information about the celebration, uh, go to the Disneyland.com website and look under uh, events and tours for the Lunar New Year. Yes. Uh, and uh, the last of our trifecta of Disney land event news california adventures food and wine festival one of my favorites is coming back from march 3rd through april 25th of 2023 yes this is definitely one of my favorites of all the festivals on both coasts each year just kind of gets bigger mm -hmm. better the food quality has dramatically gotten better over maybe like the last five years uh it is one that i look forward to they have some really crazy concoctions like last year they had that peanut butter mac and cheese that was you know got a lot of people talking they had really interesting you were braver than i i yeah. I, I couldn't do it yeah and so this is i'm excited for this i can't wait to you know learn more about the menus and whatnot yeah so this is uh centered on disney california adventure park but it also kind of spills out into some restaurants in downtown disney and the hotels uh, and I, I tell people the way to do this is to buy the sip and saver pass. Yeah. Um, you get basically eight little coupons. Uh, it's not good on alcohol. You're gonna have to pay all a cart for the alcohol, but for the, uh, mocktails and for the food, um, it can definitely save you money if you use all eight. Um, absolutely. And then you just take the price divided by eight, whatever mm -hmm. that number is, get stuff that's more expensive than that Exactly. under purchase it outright, but you could definitely save quite a few bucks. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of my favorite um, booths look like they're back. Avocado time, mm -hmm. uh, garlic kissed, uh, I heart artichokes. I absolutely do. Yeah. Um, and nuts about cheese uh, always has a great cheese plate. Um, the, the thing I also recommend is... Uh, in terms of value and flavor, I think that the vegetarian and the vegan dishes are generally better than yes. the meat dishes. Mm -hmm. uh, meats often get overcooked um, and uh, the seafood items are often like really expensive. Like you could find a larger portion of the same thing in a restaurant for about the same amount. Um, but the vegetarian and the vegan stuff has, has never disappointed me. I agree completely. Like you said, uh, it's just hard to cook high volumes of meat mm -hmm. and not get disgusted yeah. but yeah. <laughs> you don't really have a problem with plant-based options and it's fun because maybe you're trying something that you wouldn't normally order mm -hmm. at a restaurant you know and then on the uh on the category of be fair to florida uh it kills me that the the uh food and wine festival in california has the thing that i miss so much from epcot's festival which is the culinary demonstrations, mm -hmm. uh, the, the events with chefs, those, the signings, uh, we've lost those, uh, we lost those when COVID and, uh, even though the festival's back here, we don't really have those anymore. Um, but you can, uh, participate in all sorts of free, uh, weekend events. Um, and they've also got, uh, lots of entertainment, the jam and chefs, uh, Chef Goopy, and they've got uh, an Alice's Wonderland bakery on birthday show. Kids get a free cupcake to decorate. I liked that last year. I didn't yeah. go in to get the cupcake, but I watched from afar yeah. and I thought it was really cute. So that's a Adorable. nice addition. Yeah, and it's it's a bummer we don't have those back. I used to love them. Be, so be fair to Florida, darn it. Yes. Never. <laughs> um, um, 
And then and also, yes, the big news. We, yes, <laughs> the, of course, the real reason to go. Soren is back. The real Soren over California um, makes uh, its return. This seems to be a regular thing now. Uh, thank goodness. Um, I don't hate Soren around the world like a lot of people do. Uh, but it is so refreshing to smell that orange scent again. Mm, it is really good. And then, of course, there's extra add-on signature events. Mm -hmm. One thing I've been dying to do is the Trader Sam's Mixology Seminars. Up, like so quickly, it's really hard to I, get in them. So I can imagine. Yeah, they've also got Carthay Circle winemaking receptions, uh, a, a Craftsman Grill Mixology Seminar over at the Californian. Um, and a grand tasting event at Disneyland Hotel. We should get invited to that. Yes, we're we're available. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if they've released those yet, uh, but Disneyland.com. Keep an eye on that, and uh, as soon as those open up, you're going to want to book that immediately. All right. Well, I hope that I, you know, this uh, falls right in the middle of when Toontown is going to reopen. So hope I can coordinate a trip yes. out there. Kill two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. All right. So we are moving on from Disneyland and heading back to Orlando, where the Max Action Arena has opened at Icon Park. And that includes axe throwing and virtual reality. Uh, and our reporter Theron went and checked it out for us. I have to give him commencement for the opening line. This new experiences centers offer a hangout spot for those old enough to be trusted with action. <laughs> I almost passed out. When I, I, I'm not sure that any of us uh, from Attractions Magazine should really be trusted with axes. You know, oh my God, I laugh so hard. But uh, if you watch watch the video, um, they they give it a shot and. Uh, Axe throwing is not as easy as it may appear. If, if you, you you know watching Lord of the Rings or whatever, it's not not uh not as simple. <laughs> I feel like you could throw I'm, your back out doing it. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, or you could put your eye out, uh, right. as they say. Um, well, if you want to give it a shot, uh, you can do it at the Max Action Arena, uh, which is located in the Icon Park uh, district, right below the Big Wheel. Um, and if axe throwing is uh, a little violent for you, yes. there are also adventure rooms, escape rooms, uh, virtual reality, and most importantly, free parking. Oh, yes. I know we had <laughs> talked about this because we're like, what's the difference between an adventure room and a, an escape room? Okay, I, I think I know because uh, I watched Theron and okay. um, the uh, they have an escape room uh, that is actually one that was located elsewhere in that I park complex and has just been relocated and i did that and that was like a science fiction you're uh, trying to escape from a planet and a spaceship um and that was like a traditional escape room that uh took like 30 to 60 minutes the adventure rooms are like little mini escape rooms it's like Ooh. a small room it's got some of the trappings of an escape room but you've only got three minutes to do it um and honestly i watched the video of him trying it and i did not I, I didn't get it at all. Like <laughs> I would have, I would have failed miserably <laughs> three minutes and I still would have like been figuring those. out where I was. I, so cause those, those escape rooms, I mean the 60 minute ones feel like forever sometimes right. you're frustrating, but sure. that's interesting. I like that. Um, well, I, the uh, honestly, the thing that I think is the biggest uh, highlight of this is the zero latency virtual reality, because uh, zero latency was one of the first free roaming VRs that I did. They used to be located in Point Orlando, and that location uh, shut down. 
Um, but honestly, other than the void, which was the Star Wars VR, that's mm -hmm. rest in peace. Um, I think zero latency is is probably the best in the business right now. And uh, so it's really great to see that they have a new location and the new location uses their new wireless system. So you don't even have to wear a, a computer on a backpack. Cool. It's all just wireless to the headset. It's really cool. Interesting. Yeah, this, I, I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, I love that they just it feels like every other week we're talking about Icon Park. They mm -hmm. keep building it up, building up. But again, it's a great option, you know, for you're doing one day not in the parks. Yes, something. And, you know, at least these are a little bit more affordable than maybe going to a theme park. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because, uh, you know, especially uh, since we talked about last time, the vast increase in, in one day theme park pricing. Um, this is, you know, you're I think a lot of kids, just like a lot of kids, uh, you know, when we do surveys for the unofficial guides, their favorite thing about their vacation was not any of the rides or restaurants. It was the pool at the hotel. Um, you know, some of these smaller attractions that they might not seem as impressive to you, uh, to a 10 year old are just as cool as Disney World. And th there's a lot less whining because there's a lot less standing in line. Nail on head. And it's like even like a classic like arcade, like we'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, a dirty old arcade. I mean, kids can spend hours in there and yeah. at the pool and they're probably, they don't know the difference. They're happy. <laughs> <laughs> they're kids. What do they know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, if you want more information about the Max Action Arena, uh, you can customize your visit by visiting maxactionarena.com slash Orlando. And for our last bit of news in the queue, Legoland Florida is gearing up for their with festive holiday sparkle uh, for their holidays at Legoland event uh, running now through December 31st. Yes, and I love that this everything is included in your normal park admission. So the show, getting access to all the specialty treats, you know, pictures with the tree, it's all in your regular park admission. Yes, and this year that includes a couple new holiday shows. Um, it, over in the Lego Kingdoms area, uh, they are going to have Snope. Yes, that's Florida snow made out of uh, soap. And they're going to have nightly blizzards to holiday music for the kids to dance in. Uh, as well as Lego City is going to have uh, King's Court carolers singing Yuletide tunes uh, in front of the 30-foot tall Christmas tree. Which looks beautiful. And then there is a North Pole Postal Service mm -hmm. where your kids can go, or you can go and write, you know, letters to Santa. Yep. And you can see it instantly delivered on a Ooh. digital screen. So you know it's made it there. You don't need like a tracking receipt. Or... <laughs> um, and of course, uh, there are character meet and greets with Lego Santa, the Lego Gingerbread Man, Lego Toy Soldiers. <laughs> Uh, lots of uh, photo ops with the uh, stars of the Lego movie. And you can participate in builds like uh, helping create a Lego holiday wreath or Santa's brick sleigh. Yes. And then the treats look so good. There's one, if you're watching, it's a holly jolly Christmas cake. Mm. And this is beautiful. It's multi-layered with red velvet cake. In between, there's little layers of cream cheese frosting. And then at the top, they have like beautiful green icing. It has Ooh. stars cascading. It looks lovely. Well, my favorite snack there has always been the apple fries oh, yeah. and they've got a seasonal version that's gingerbread spiced and uh the dip is cookie butter uh, so, yes please <laughs> um 
so and and the uh if you want to stick around for their big new year's eve celebration uh it takes place at the family friendly hour of 8 p.m uh so you can have your fireworks and the brick drop uh and all of that uh going to be happening nightly from the 26th through the 31st uh and you can get the kids in bed long before midnight <laughs> Yes, that sounds like a good idea for me, too. <laughs> yep. uh, if you don't already have a pass to Legoland uh, and you are listening today, uh, they've still got some Cyber Monday sales. If you're listening to this live, uh, head on over to Legoland.Florida. I'm sorry, LegolandFlorida.com for more information. All right. Well, that is just going to wrap up our news in the queue uh, before we jump into this week's main attraction. It's time to hear a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! All right, and for this week's main attraction, exciting new details have been released about Epcot's upcoming Moana water walkthrough. And thanks to good friend of the podcast, BioReconstruct on Twitter, uh, we've got some zoomed in aerial views of the construction. Yeah, this is a long time coming. Long oh boy, yeah. Long time. I feel like Epic Universe is going to be here, and we're still going to be like, "There's construction updates from Moana." <laughs> this is this is the world's uh, uh, longest in development splash pad. No, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. This is more than a splash pad. Yes. This is um, a walkthrough attraction that uh, is taking over a chunk of what used to be Once Upon a Time Communicore West. Uh, in the front section of Epcot um, and is obviously themed to the, uh, the film Moana. Um, but it is also kind of an educational ecological journey through the life cycle of water, uh, which is very important. Um, so uh, as, as the uh, Imagineering team says, that it's going to give guests the opportunity to discover characters from the film carved into the rocks and waterway uh, and that it is going to be a self-guided trail uh, opening up next year that will uh, let guests discover how Moana and her friends truly inspired the surroundings of this experience. It looks nice. You know, it, I think it is going to be fun to walk through and try to spot different things in mm -hmm. stonework because whenever Disney does stonework, it's absolutely unbelievable. Cars Land at California Adventure is like a good example of how crazy they are with the stonework and the attention to detail and seeing it this close is going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Imagineering Instagram account uh, released some close-up photos. And uh, my favorite is the one of the uh, Kakamora. Yeah. Uh, it's the, the little face um, that's been carved into the rock. And I'm sure these are going to be like the hidden Mickeys of this area that you're going to have to search for them all over. Um, but there's also some uh, really beautiful work uh, they've done turning concrete into shells and coral. Um, so, you know, a lot of I'm sure a lot of great artistry is going into uh, this experience. 
Absolutely. So we'll we'll keep an eye out. Hopefully this is a 2023 thing. Yes. Um, we've been promised 2023. We don't have a date. Um, if you want to see more of it, uh, you can go to our website and we've got lots of pictures. Uh, again, thanks to BioReconstruct on Twitter. Um, or uh, hop on the monorail. Uh, take that uh, monorail between Epcot and the TTC. Uh, and as you're coming into Epcot, you'll do that loop around uh, and it will give you some some pretty good views down uh, into the construction site. Oh, yeah, I love like even when um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind was being built, I love taking that monorail just so you could peek down and see like what's really going on. Mm -hmm. and that's how you get your best construction updates. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, it looks like the uh, the key photo op is going to be the heart of Tefiti, uh, which is this monumental rock. Uh, if you look at our picture, you can see the scale. There's a little um, piece of construction equipment down here. So you can see just how tall uh, that's going to be. And it's uh, from the concept art it is going to have uh, water flowing down it. it should definitely make a great selfie spot. Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, 2023, hopefully uh, this will, you know, not just open up a new attraction, but reopen that that center of Epcot that has just been a big, you know, Cluster. dirt pit for <laughs> for so, so long um, <laughs> and restore the, the proper crowd flow through uh, the front half of Epcot. Please. Yeah. So looking needed. looking forward to seeing that uh, open uh within uh within the next six months hopefully fingers crossed we'll see we'll see we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> all right um well thank you all of you for joining us uh listening to us today uh i'm sure we'll be back with more news uh john i don't know if this is a bit of breaking news uh john uh, self is telling us in the comments that Bob Iger is going forward with the hiring freeze plans that Bob Chapek has announced. Uh, I will get confirmation on that and maybe talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, until then, uh, before we go, want to thank our sponsors once again, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. And I also want to remind you all to please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating on Spotify. If you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interweb, Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and Instagram at Adventures by Carly. And I am at the UG Series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com where you can buy a copy of my new book. Woo! But most importantly, you can find the entire Attractions team at attractionsmagazine.com, on Twitter at Attractions at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, at youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine, and at Attractions on TikTok. And until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. We'll see you again next time. Bye.